0: Two unemployed actors, two unemployed actors, they're just between projects.
1: G'day everyone, I'm Max. I'm Sam. And we are two unemployed actors uh, joining the world where there's a lot of unemployed actors at the moment. Hell yeah. Pandemic life, but uh, we've got some stuff to talk about. Stuff is still happening. Lots of stuff. Stuff. So, kicking it off right now. Actually, I'm wearing a badge that I bought last week, which I thought was really cool. Oh yes. Um, it says, "If you can read this, uh, you're too close. Take a step back." Social dis- <laughs> #Hashtag Social Distancing. I love what it. What if it's someone really just
0: cool. has really, really good vision? It's like, it's
1: like, it's it's practical um, and it's kind of fashionable. I like it. It's cool. I might even maybe I'll keep it post social distancing.
0: <laughs> keep it a thing. <laughs> just have people the special awareness. You just need like yeah just be like, you know, hey,
1: take a step back So yeah, so I'm practicing my uh, safe social distancing, which is great uh, Another thing that's pretty exciting is that it looks like we're lifting restrictions soon Yes but, Which is good I think, we're I on think the, by
0: the 2nd of May, I was reading it this morning, I think 2nd of May you can go for a picnic
1: <laughs> I mean, how uh, cool is this? We've even got children excited to go to school I mean, this is what happens in the upside down world But
0: uh,
1: God, <laughs> I don't want it to make... What has it, the not, world but, come to? I don't want it to be a pandemic podcast, but but um, but it's kind of dominating, right? So in terms of productions though, in terms of productions though, mm. in, in Australia, well, in in, in the English speaking world, one of the first productions to go back into production is mm. Neighbours, the long running soap of in course. Melbourne, filmed in Melbourne. They've actually started this week. And what's interesting, I've, I've looked at how they're starting, because I'm like, how are they going to do that? I mean, obviously there'll be writers for actors to sign and crew, mm. I imagine, that, you know, mm. we're going to do our best, blah, 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 blah. but legal, 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 but uh, sign here because we can't guarantee you safety and if you don't want to, you don't have to. But basically yeah, they've right. they've divided their studio space because most of it's filmed in a, in a, in a soundstage uh, with just a few external bits like most, you know, most of those day, day soapies. They've divided the studio into quadrants and then there are three separate production teams that mm. are isolated from each other. So if something oh happens to one person and say they've been in contact with someone else who's had it and they have to go and quarantine, that that production team's quarantined, but there's still two other production teams that are running. Yeah, right. And there's only three actors that are allowed to cross between those those groups who are obviously key storylines at the moment. So that minimises the risk, right? And, there, and there'll be no more than 100 people a day in any particular area where the four square metre rule to make sure there's plenty okay. of space and one and a half meter social distancing rule, and all that sort of stuff. So if wow. someone gets sick, it's only the group whose members affected will be, you know, moved off, and and the shoot can continue, which is great. They, they're yeah. gonna have a, they're gonna have a nurse on set, and everyone entering will have to have their temperatures checked. Oh my god! <laughs> then you, you think about what happens as an actor. You think about everything. Like you just you can't help but you're in contact with so many people. When you when you actually sit down and think about it, you realize just how much. You're being, um, you're you're in close proximity with people. Like, think about makeup. Like, Definitely. Yeah, they're right there, right? So, so male even actors, even with other
0: actors, like, there yeah, are intimate scenes exactly. and stuff as well.
1: Well, male actors aren't going to have any makeup, and female actors won't be touched up. So they'll do their makeup once, and then there's no, you know, final touches before, oh, before God. action.
0: I mean, actually, but that's kind of um, sacrificing some of the quality, I guess, for for. Episodes. so that's the
1: balance isn't it do you want to keep the production moving forward with a slight yet understandable decrease in 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 that quality i mean you know but as an actor i would sacrifice that i'd even do my own yeah it, i'd, I'd happily do it,
0: it but from a production point of view like production crew point of view and just like thinking yeah. about or the production company sorry point of view Out of that. yeah
1: cool well they're all they're gonna like you said before that point about actors in close proximity. They're not gonna have in the storyline kissing, holding hands, or intimate scenes. Yeah, okay. And and actors will actually practice social distancing, so they're gonna use a few camera shots to make it look like they're closer. But They, won't <laughs> they be do, separate. you know.
0: That? You know, how sometimes like if you're in a park, you have someone standing this close to camera and someone really far back, and it looks like they're like,
1: yeah, yeah, one exactly. Smaller, well, it's it, gonna look like it, that. Exactly, exactly. So they, it's it's quite it's it's quite easy to cheat. There's going to be a um, mini
0: actor, a mini mini person all the way up here, a mini <laughs> here. Be like, like a talking little to Lego figurine. Let me talk to it like this.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're not going to use extras at all because think about that as a as a as a as a potential. Oh yeah, um, there must be plenty problem as well, you know. And yeah. so they're just going to have crew members like changing changing shirts and running in the background, <laughs> mm. <laughs> limbs and things. That's fair enough. Fair so. Enough. I mean, Hollywood's in their sixth week of production shutdown and speaking to a friend over there, they're mm-hmm. doing lots of um, self-tapes at the moment, getting ready for mm-hmm. stuff that's being written as we speak sort of thing. So like they know oh, yeah. what's coming up and they're doing lots of self-tapes to help work fit and, and get them ready and fresh showreels yeah. and all the stuff that we're doing, all the stuff that you want to be doing while you're in downtime.
0: watched extraction have you seen you it yet?
1: yeah i did i, saw, I saw that one to uh, twice you know that 12 minute that, action sequence yeah.
0: holy hell like that's very very cool so i thought that the cinematography was really well done it was actually quite similar to i think to upgrade in that sense at times um i liked that there was kind of all like there a lot of like that one to scene was kind of like all diegetic sound like no music which was kind of cool mm. um and obviously, every fight scene was awesome, but the plot was very disconnected. wasn't a great plot. Didn't have me connected, which is like you can't expect too much.
1: Yeah, it's one from of those from a, from a high body count director. action movies. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, but what was interesting? What I was looking forward to, even in production, when I was talking about him, you know, strapping himself to the front of the camera car to mm. to really get into the the the, the minute of the uh, the camera shots and the and the you know the cinematography and all that. And I think. You know, an accomplished stunt man directing mm. an action movie just has so much, so much potential, and and it really shines. Like he, this is a guy who's picking up stuff every time he does stunt sequences. Yeah. Um, he's been unit director on Avengers and lots of stuff working with the Russo brothers, and you know, controlling the action shots. And I think yeah. what he said was interesting was when he's in his mind organizing these uh, action sequences. He's already thinking about camera placement and uh how we can get unique angles and get closer to the action and all that sort of cool stuff, yeah. which I think is which I think is great. And you know, yeah. he wasn't really he wasn't originally pitching for Hemsworth.
0: Yeah, I know. It was like Bruce Willis or Arnold Schwarzenegger I read somewhere.
1: No, well, they, they what I originally wanted to do was was have someone who's less like a action hero, like less oh, really? bulky like, like someone who
0: who? More, like, more who? like
1: think think martial artist, who's a bit slim, bit, you know, not like or kind of like a John Wick, but without the weapons, he's still okay with his hands. You know what I mean? Okay. It's even more um jarring when all of a sudden the guy comes to life and is an action superstar sort of thing. But yeah. obviously when Chris Hemsworth becomes available, you,
0: <laughs> I you, think you take it. His acting was Chris's acting was really good, I thought. Um there were points where um uh, uh, like Oh, he was just, he was underplaying it, but it worked so well for the character. Like, I thought he played it really well.
1: I think, I think those moments where you actually got to, you know, he's not the jokey sort of Thor character. Um, mm. It's, it's really a bit more raw. And, and when he, yeah. you know, in those t- two, sh- uh, those um, scenes with the child, that it's like, it's just, yeah, it's a bit more, um, much more emotional, you know. Yeah. That, that and connection.
0: Joe Joe Russo wrote it.
1: Uh, that's 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 awesome. <laughs> that's I think awesome. To, to, to to get and and to have that much commitment too. Like the you've got the Russo brothers, they've written it; it's their baby. Um, and it's like you've worked with them before, so it's kind of like yeah. it's all sort of. Coming together to to be a no brainer. You know it's yeah. going to be a cool and, action. And flick.
0: Sam Hargrave had like that cameo as well as the yeah
1: he did yeah sniper
0: dude. And he he was also filming a lot of it. He was the one sitting on the front of the cars yeah. doing all that. Yeah, stuff. I remember
1: I shared those stuff as action yeah. was unfolding. I I'm do. like this is so cool. He's invented this new category of title. It's called stunt directing. I think <laughs> that's 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 my my because I asked directing. him when he was strapped to the front of the car. I'm like is that beard going to make a cameo in the movie? He's gone. There is a strong potential. So now that I see he's actually had a cameo in it And I have yeah. to say I want to go to the Sam Hargrave school of um, weapons handling Because it looks so cool Like he's when he's, when he's uh, about to take a shot Like he's sort of fairly loose and limber But then as the weapon comes up There's this moment where everything freezes And he just flexes And it looks like he's just about to kill someone Like it's just mm. I don't know I can't put my finger on it But it's, it's awesome
0: Yeah <laughs> It's scary Well that first fight scene was sick That was so cool
1: I know. Could you imagine how many months of, of training because
0: it's so cool. So it's
1: cool. Anyway, it was it's 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 a great. Do you reckon do
0: you, do you reckon Chris survives? You know that and think it was so. Ending? I think there's sequel potential.
1: Sequel prequel.
0: He has to he's, he's Thor like as King of Asgard, you know. You, you can't, can't kill Chris. You can't kill Thor.
1: It must be in his contract. <laughs> Don't kill me and make me look better in the fight I need to do more films. The other guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The only thing separating it from um, like a Bollywood and Hollywood film is Chris. (laughs) Exactly. Except um, David Harbour was in it. That was cool. That was a cool moment.
1: Yeah, all of a sudden, Harbour walks in. I'm like, wow. Wow, what the hell? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just popping into Thailand for a shoot in between Stranger Things. Thailand. Oh, they filmed that in Thailand. Yeah. Did they? uh, Thailand and 11 Days in India.
0: Oh, so there was one obviously, scene Obviously in, in Australia
1: as well, because those opening shots are all in Oz.
0: Are they actually in Australia?
1: It does look like Australia. It looks a bit hard to I, fake I that. So. Yeah. Probably like so, so. a small unit, though. I mean, it was only a couple of scenes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I've been watching a lot of um, uh, TED Talks recently as oh, okay. well. Just because, like you know, I think it's really interesting, and it you know opens your mind up and you get a little get a little more intelligent by watching those things. Um, some productive so just, like, downtime. Not, not, yeah, not even necessarily on acting, um, some on acting, but like a lot on just random things, like how to how to tell if someone's lying or deceptive, or how to like uh, difference between us and people who think originally, and and all this different. There were so many I've been watching and Deep. how to speak uh, more intelligently or sound more intelligent and and just different things like that. It's really interesting. Um, yeah, sounds like
1: you're on this theme of personal improvement, personal development. No, it's just
0: I got in. I've gotten into TED talks re- recently. I watched um, an Adam Driver one where he was talking about his his journey from marine to actor because he was a marine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that what did was that really journey look like? Suddenly um, landing
1: yeah. in you know in the real world from the army and going what what do i do now and then finding an agent and then well he
0: so he was in, he he lived in a small town and so the only theater he knew were the ones that he the plays he was doing in high school and the film that films that he knew were the ones that he got from blockbuster um so he but at 17 he applied for Juilliard and didn't get in decided to drive to LA um, but had all these moments of his car breaking down and then getting to Santa Monica and turning around and driving back. Um, and he decided he was, you know, selling vacuums at, at his hometown and doing all these different things. And he's like, I just feel kind of useless right now. And it was just after nine eleven, So he was kind of feeling patriotic. So he decided to apply to, for the Marines. And he was like doing that for years, for a few years. And just before he was about to be shipped off for his first tour in like wherever, um, he like broke his sternum doing BMX biking. As you do. So he was devastated that he couldn't go, but then he was sent back home, applied for Juilliard again, and got in this time. Um, but it was about how he, you know, once you've done been in the military, you kind of, he was talking about how civilian problems don't seem that big anymore. And it was hard for him to kind of, especially go into acting and fake emotions for whatever and, and just know it was hard to just tra- like kind of transfer from marine to actor again and the struggles of that but then finding his way and finding the connections between them both and he started this whole non-for-profit company as well for it it was it was quite interesting actually
1: okay who'd have thought it, it, his life changed from a bmx accident
0: and now he's a nominate, oscar-nominated actor
1: I haven't been delving into TED Talks. I've been delving more into the industry and around.
0: Because we I mean, get it, you're better than I, me. We get it. I
1: know, no, no, it's. <laughs> but yes, um, it's <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's more about like I know all the the a lot of the jobs of the crew and mm-hmm. like I know what they do, but I don't know how, right? Yeah, and I got no idea like the specialties involved. And I don't. I don't. I don't really want to know intricate details and study all, all the bits and pieces that others do on the crew. But obviously, the more I understand how it relates to to performance, um, mm. the, the better, I guess. And yeah. with a bit of downtime, why not? I stumbled upon, I think it's Adam Savage. You know, remember from Mythbusters?
0: Yes, yeah, Adam Savage is cool.
1: Basically, he's, he's YouTube has lots of how-tos and how does this work and lots of stuff. Mm. He went to a musical in San Francisco was Hamilton in one oh, of the yeah. huge theatres and just did oh, a 20-minute piece. Yeah, he just did a 20-minute piece with the, the sound mixer mm. and it was fascinating, fascinating stuff. Like, I, I I learnt so much. Like, basically, it's not just turning on the mic when they're starting their performance and then turning it off when they finish their performance. He's mm. actually turning the mic on for every line. Yeah. And then off, as soon as the line's over, yeah. Like, as they're performing, it is yeah. to, to see him do that with, like, it's just crazy to try and even comprehend the skill involved because there's so many mics and backup mics. It's just insane.
0: I think I saw that same video. Like they they did custom mics.
1: There's two different uh, there's two different videos. One talks about sound mixing, which is very different, and the other ones about the mics oh, and yes. how they. Okay. How okay. they uh, form and and have backups and lots of stuff. Now there's like 110 for the production uh, as a separate. Okay, one you that's watch the sound detail. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I looked at them both, but what really stood out for me because I've got I've had less to do in my past with you know the intricacies of mics than the the mixing desk because I think on radio I the biggest desk I had was like eight channels, and okay. within those eight channels there was a few that that doubled where you mm-hmm. got to flick the switch for you know we even had a reel-to-reel machine and two turntables for vinyl um a computer for some of the songs because that was just starting and mm. uh minidisc player do you remember minidisc players you might have missed those uh two I know cd what they players are, but no
0: i didn't i never used them.
1: <laughs> two cd players it was just it was like there's a lot happening from this late eight, eight track and um it was live so you know but but to try and like to see the size of that professional desk that they that that they use in um, Broadway, yeah. And the intricacies involved with mixing all those channels, I'm just and and live for each of the mics as well. Oh my god, it was just blew my mind. I'm just had this whole because you just you don't realize just how much a part of the performance that that they are. Like if you're on key and absolutely, you know, having a great night, he's gonna. He's gonna bump you up, yeah. Because you're on it at the moment. Like he's gonna bump you up. But um, it's interesting too, just how much they can be your friend when you know you're not quite there, (laughs) or you've you've missed a bit or something. You know, like it's just it's amazing. It's amazing. And being live, anything can happen. So you've got to be on it. It's just fascinating. And to see the size of his script that he uses, Mm. it is his book that's massive, and it literally as he turns the page, it's got every. Like what's happening on which, which, which mic number corresponds to which line, um, what changes with the music so that he knows how to dial up, like even just on the drums, there's four mics, like it's just, it's just phenomenal. So I absolutely blew my mind because here I am with my uh, roadcaster pro, you know, (laughs) doing a podcast and I'm just like, that is insane. It really, it really, like it's a, it's, I didn't realize and I didn't appreciate just how much a part of the performance that that is yeah unsung hero i tell you if you're on stage in a musical you want to give this guy a christmas card seriously <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah, it's, it's, it's just insane it's just insane the amount of detail and the amount of training and the oh it's just fun. as you as you'd expect i mean it's it, but but i just it just blew my mind i don't know so i shared it on my on my facebook page my acting page but i'll, I'll share it on the two unemployed actors um mm. uh, socials as well because i it's so worthy and it's a great opportunity to appreciate just how much work goes in behind the scenes, uh, yeah. full on. So I was pretty, I was pretty excited, and uh, got all nerdy because it's all about sound and stuff now. And I think yeah, knowing more about what I, what you know, with voiceovers and the podcasting, etc., I probably appreciate it a bit more now than mm. even you know a year or two ago. Mm. Um, but like even on set, I remember talking to on my last professional shoot, talking to the soundie. We, you know, we had a, we're on break and. Talking about the nuances of of using a base base traps when you're doing oh, yeah. when you're trying to have a better sound environment for whatever you're doing, mm. and he was surprised that I knew what I'm 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 just key, I'm asking more and more questions because it was because that was at a time when I was looking at uh, purchasing some new equipment as well. So it's just it's great to have those moments, but I think my curiosity's always been there. Um, it's just now that we've got the time, I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to download more data into my poor little brain. What, what I remember when I end up on set again, I don't know. There's no guarantees, but hmm. I'm enjoying it at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good. Like That's all you can do.
1: Voiceovers have been a bit busy too. I have to say I had to work over the weekend, a couple of mm. half days each, each day because um, last minute job came in from Hewlett-Packard. And mm. it was three online advertisements all about how, you know, in this current environment, here's how technology can help you, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, talking to the uh, Chinese company about narrating um, their 15 episodes of cartoons. that they're, mm. they're, they're dubbing it in English uh, in time for a Canadian festival, but also wanting to use it globally. Uh, so, and narrating with my narrator voices. Well, on neurating. the
0: topic of of voiceovers, uh, I actually did a I did a voiceover audition recently. Actually, oh yeah, through Star Now. Um, this these people wanted I don't know forty Australian voices for something. Um, no guarantee, but like they they're pretty much saying like because we need so many people, you you probably will get get something. Um, okay. So that's pretty cool. You've so got a you- better chance when you.
1: When you put send your file away, absolutely. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so we had to. It it was weird. Um, It would be a lot of a lot of lines, a lot of words. Sorry. Um,
1: Okay. So they're probably looking for real consistent background then to make sure that it all sounds the same.
0: Yeah, and some sort of they want some sort of. um, um, I think it's for something in the US. Something like. A company or, or a voiceover for like a video or corporate something or other,
1: right. I don't
0: know something like that. Um, is it broadcast
1: we, like for television and radio or is it non? No, I think it's
0: for for pre-recorded internal. video stuff. Yeah, internal okay. stuff. But uh, good pay if you get it. Um, but so we so Jess and I had to set up like this fake studio. Well, I did it, but I used my cupboard and I opened it up and put the mic in there and then put the uh, the Duna over the back the of it. The, yep. yep. <laughs> to make like a little quiet studio. It worked kind of. It does. Okay. I mean,
1: I, I know following lots of um, voiceover artists and also agents,
0: hmm.
1: when the lockdown started in Australia, they were certainly sharing their improvised studio spaces. And you've got people under the table with the blanket covering the whole table. You've got people in the closet. Because the yep. closet's a good one. Because when you're traveling and you have a little travel mic and your phone to record to, because yeah. it's an audition, it's not like you, you know, studio. You 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 you, you want to be able to replicate <laughs> that, and it's the, the all yeah. the pillow castles on the bed. That was a good one. Sure. So it's really, I mean, obviously, I sent a reminder to everyone going, hey, you know, just in case, I've got a professional studio setup. Happy to oblige. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it does help to have a, have a studio setup. But it was just fascinating to see all these improv improvised uh, spaces because yeah. they they can work. You can send studio stuff.
0: Yeah, it's very cool. Like they they asked you not to apply unless you have a proper studio. So anyway.
1: Well you, you got to give it a shot, right? Yeah, and you wouldn't exactly. be the only What's one the to go, thing Look, I am an actor, I'm an artist, I can I can I can understand this, so I can yeah, do it. I've got exactly. the equipment. Let we'll me see if it give it a nudge. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. So having this now works for voiceovers. I mean, not pro as well as your pro caster because it isn't for, for singing, but um, it works. It works similar thing. I was very happy with one of my takes. It sounded very cool.
1: Good. Well, I mean, uh, w- remember when I started, I, I just had uh, um, uh, the, the Rode mic go, which just plugs into my phone mm. to be able to help as a directional mic when I'm doing self-tapes. So I just literally plugged that in to the computer directly mm-hmm. and I was auditioning from that and I landed a couple of big jobs and I looked at that going... Oh my god! I can't record this huge job on this tiny little. <laughs> yeah. That's when I thought, okay, I'm going to invest in the right equipment. So it was kind of, you know, That's funny. As, how, as I get they... more work, I reinvest to to get better work. But uh, but yeah, I'm like when I, my first big successes, two of the big successes were from a tiny little mic.
0: Well, I guess it's interesting if you think about it, like how they they give you those or they give you those roles after an mm. audition through a tiny shitty mic or whatever.
1: Yeah, well I mean it's 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 that just goes to show it's not like, oh well, you, you you want to be an actor. Okay, well here's a script. Just go read off the script. Like there's just yeah. so much more to it. Like how how do you sound? And I know at the moment it's less full on DJ voice. It's more about relaxed and relatable. So it's like you're talking with people, not at people. It's it's that's that's the kind of mm. and, that, and and with my experience of 20 years in corporate, like I've been on the receiving end of so many messages. I, I sort of can understand really quickly what they're trying to convey. If it's a sales yeah, right. pitch, if it's an internal pitch, if it's a trade show pitch, like there's nuances to help, and obviously the type of audience as well. That way, mm. um, you know it's more about how you, and I, I give people a few options as well, and mm. like even something so simple as just smiling as you speak can change so how much. You sound, yeah. Uh, particularly if they're customer service ones or phone on hold, you know, all the non glamorous stuff, that pays the bills. You want to be smiling when you read because then it's a bit more, you know. Yeah,
0: it's, exactly. It's, it's
1: less like you're on hold. You're going to be here for a while, so just hang in there. You know, it's a bit. <laughs> you, want, <laughs> you want it to be. You want it to be. You're on hold. Hang in there. You know, we'll be with yeah. you shortly. So you know what I mean. Like it's just you tell your voice ever. So it's more about how you sound rather than the 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 quality of how you sound. Now I say that, but there is an element of. They're going to end up in the hands of a studio engineer who's going to put it together, and 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 you really don't want them to have to work so hard to repair <laughs> what you do. Because yeah, exactly. even now with the right equipment, I don't do much processing at all. Like I just record mm. raw and send them this high quality file, because they're the experts. Yeah. They'll be able to play with it and put the music bed in and all that sort of stuff. So there's sure. the, yeah, you've got to have something usable. But it doesn't have to be you paying for studio time to get that amazing sound quality. Yeah,
0: exactly. Especially on an audition.
1: Exactly. Sometimes for the big jobs too, they'll ask for a directed session where they're actually on, They're actually, you know, you're FaceTiming them, they can hear you and they can give you some feedback and even um, to connect through the ISDN or whatever the network connection is directly to the studio. So it's like that connection's coming from the sound booth in front of them, but it's just mm. coming from you. So that it's yeah, literally... Right a live connection between you and the studio. Um, yeah, but clever. that's, you know, so then you need better equipment. So the, the better equipment unlocks the better jobs. But but yeah, it's about you and how you sound and how you can sound uh, for yeah. the client. There's heaps of, of, of tutorials online too um, mm-hmm. from voiceover professionals and best to go to the ones that are actually working and booking work at the moment because they'll have a lot more credibility because there's so much garbage out there too. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. and 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 that, and that's quite interesting to hear them compare microphones and all that sort of stuff. But but for the techies, but um, it's it's fascinating too to pick up some tips and tricks and learn from their mistakes is a bit cheaper. <laughs>
0: Thompson actually watched one of our our podcasts.
1: Oh yeah, as in yeah. watched on YouTube or listened on a potty?
0: Yeah, I think watched on YouTube. Okay, well, he said watched, so I'm guessing YouTube. But so that's, that's cool. He it hated is. it. No, I'm kidding.
1: I was I was waiting for that. I'm like, okay, he watched it. <laughs> no, no,
0: I think he liked it. Crickets. He didn't talk much about it, but he, <laughs> he didn't talk much about it. But he said he watched it, and, and it was cool. So
1: that's progress.
0: Progress. Indeed. Did you, uh,
1: uh, I mean, next he'll watch an- another one, and then he'll subscribe. I, I can feel it. <laughs> I don't know if he's that sort of dude. <laughs> if not, I will hunt him down. No, no. Um, so <laughs> How's how's that going? Are you working on that self tape still for Malinars?
0: No, no. Actually, I've sent it. It's all sent. sent it. So it's happened. Yeah. So I've I've Congrats. sent the Mulners one, and I sent the actor one. We we shot well the actor one, which was really good. Uh, we 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 did. Something And we figured out what works for me, which is kind of thinking about something that makes me as a Sam um, have those sort of emotions and feelings. So pulling from mm-hmm. real experiences works really well for me. That, that's what we did for the actor self-tape. And I think that's the best self-tape I've ever done.
1: Grant's good, isn't it, at pulling the performance out?
0: Yeah. And, and so I've uploaded them and I, I, I forgot that I made a Vimeo account two years ago, but I have nothing. On, I had nothing on it. So I've reset that up and and uploaded all my videos. So now that's on Vimeo, which is a lot easier and kind of, I think, better spot than YouTube because it allows you to change thumbnails without having subscribers, all that stuff. And you can have it, you know, as much as you want, except without paying you, you have like a five gigabyte limit per week or whatever of uploading.
1: I think Vimeo has been quite good. It's more industry, I find. And like, I'm able to send a link to my agent or casting director yeah. knowing that it's going to work and I can make it private. And I just like, I just want them to see it or a few people to see it. I don't want everyone yeah. on YouTube to see it. Um, And, and uh, it works co- quite consistently. It's a bit of a yeah. clunky interface in that, but it like it does the job.
0: Yeah. And I've, I've sent, I've sent Mark all my stuff. So that's good. I think it's, yeah, I just, oh, crossing my fingers. Like good luck. Break we find out about the actor thing on the 6th of May. I think they, they um, announced okay. the winner then, which is a pretty short amount of time to figure that out. Like, there must be hundreds. Well, I've
1: plenty of time on their hands, perhaps. Uh,
0: yeah, maybe. Yeah. Not and so moms, busy with their day jobs, know, these but. judges,
1: because there is no day job. Something.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Pandemic laugh. But uh, it's interesting what you said about the actor piece, how you've got to have these, um, you, you, you're looking for these cues to use to bring out that emotion that the character needs at that point in the scene. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, it works for me too. That like I use the 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 Chubbick technique, and I've talked about it before in previous podcasts um, and coached mm. by Anthony Brandon Wong on 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 that because I think particularly like imagine you're doing you know eight shows a week on stage. What what what's interesting is what you might be using to substitute on, in one performance in one particular key scene to bring out an emotion. Mm. might be different three weeks later because it won't work as well. And you've got to yeah. have something else to, to sort of to bring that to life. I remember Anthony saying there was one um, particular scene and he laid it out in photos on the floor when he was when it was still fairly fresh and he had some of the lines down, but he's just, you know, looking at at, at what imagery yeah. that works for him, whether it's personal experience or what he wants to do or loves or hates uh to bring out the right emotion at that time so he Hmm. he translates the images on the floor and literally it told this story for him that has nothing to do with the play nothing to do with that character's moment other than it brings out the emotion for him to be able to portray that character so accurately and intuitively in the moment really interesting yeah wow and yeah. you might even have a couple of different ones and play with a couple to sort of work out which one's going to work better for you. So lots of playing around and stuff. And I think, you know, once you get that, you know where the character's going. You know where he just yeah. was in the scene, what's going to happen in the next scene, you, you, all those circumstances around you. Um, and you've got the emotion down of that particular scene. I mean, you could fluff lines and still be on point. You know what I mean? Like it's still, you're not going to say something That's, random, yeah. you know. You're well, so that's connected.
0: what you need exactly. You need to be at that point, and that you're so connected that you know you're listening. It's like mm. it's, people underestimate, and you're still in the how, moment. underestimate yeah. how important listening is to for acting and performing. You know, exactly. as humans, we listen, and you need to mimic that, I guess, or well, not mimic it, but do it. You know,
1: it's just sometimes I I don't listen to you, but mostly I do. <laughs> I tell you what was exciting, <laughs> having yes. having listening to the premier of New South Wales talk about uh, motorcycle riding, bike riding being uh, exercise, a form of okay to do in pandemic. I'm like so excited. I can actually get, just go for a ride on my Vespa. I don't know if
0: it's because it's a and form not get of arrested exercise. with a fine. How is it a form of exercise.
1: Listen, listen. She said it must be true.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't question the premier. <laughs> That's
0: hilarious. Oh, okay.
1: Or she'll have you arrested. No, yep. it's not. That's true, martial law. And they opened Bondi. They opened. uh, They're opening Bondi and they're opening uh, a few of the beaches again because they keep opening them and then people just muck up and just end up close to each other and just laying in the sand, not exercising at all. So they've organised these metal barriers like a channel across the sand to the water, so it literally forces you to go straight down into the water, swim, and come back out again. (laughs) I think it's kind of cool way of at least you're getting something because otherwise the idiots would take over. Yeah, And all the lower IQs are just muck it up for everyone else again yeah. for the third time. So yeah. um, I, I seriously <laughs> want like a note from my physio that I can do it for rehab. Just laminate it and do hold it, it up on the surf and just go, do no, it. it's for medical reasons. Yeah,
0: do it. <laughs>
1: my little chicken wing swimming in circles.
0: If they allow it for marijuana, I guess it's not a stretch for swimming.
1: <laughs> you could just see me rolling up with the lights, my cappuccino hanging from my, my cup holder on the Vespa with a big joint. <laughs> Just smoke it away, waiting for it to turn green.
0: You're such a meme.
1: Sorry, officer. It's (laughs) medical purposes. One of my personalities. You've been listening to Max. And Sab. And we're Two Unemployed Actors. We'll be back next week. Don't forget to like and subscribe and all that exciting stuff.
0: Bye. Two unemployed actors.